Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. doing we're talking about renewal man we're in first corinthians you can open your bible up right now to first corinthians um, i know i have the verses up here up front um and it, you know you could do whatever a lot of times i put them up here uh so if you don't somebody doesn't have a bible or something like that they can follow along uh you know but i don't want you to just get kind of like brain dead locked in like you're binge watching the TV show either. I want you to stay connected. So, you know, if you have to open your own paper Bible, that's what I would tell you to do. Um, But we're in 1 Corinthians. Uh, We're talking about renewal. If there's a church in the New Testament, in 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 the early churches that needed renewal, it was the Corinthian church. Okay, I mean, it really is true. And I think, my feeling is that sometimes I think we're a little too hard on the Corinthians I think it's really easy for us to go, man, they're so messed up and they're so worldly and and all these things. And I wonder if those Corinthian brothers and sisters were to come here, if they would be like, yeah, cool. So are you guys. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, they wrote but they wrote my story down. Right. I mean, (laughs) how would you like that? I always thought about that in the Bible. How would you like that? You know, if if your story was written down here, remember last week in in. in chapter one, it said some from Chloe's household have told me there's problems, right? How would you like that? Some from Lucas's household have told me, you know, that there's problems in the Galbraith household, right? Could you imagine? Look, there's crickets. Lucas just like, uh, you know, this is written here. We're going to be digging into it today. Um, we're going to be in uh, verse 18, and we're going to go through chapter two, and you're going to notice there's this theme. And what's our goal? What's What's this about for me and you? Okay, is that um, we can hear, hopefully, what they heard. All right, that, that's vitally important. Uh, we can't write our story into their story and make up our own rules and our own meanings of the Bible and all of these things, right? Hopefully, we're hearing what did they hear originally, and then how does that apply to us today? Okay, and so last week what we had is Paul was really beginning and, you know, I I loved it. Paul was like, I'm really grateful, even though the church seemed to be kind of a mess. Paul's like, I'm grateful because I see God working in you. Right. I mean, there was just it just was a really great section right there. But here's something just a tone that I'd like for you to keep in mind. Turn over to first Corinthians chapter four, just kind of just obviously a page or so over. But in first Corinthians four. In verse 14, uh, let's read what Paul says here. He says, I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. For you can have 10,000 instructors in Christ, but you can't have many fathers. I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Here's what I love about that is I don't know what tone you hear oftentimes when we're reading the Bible. I think it's pretty important uh, to, oh, connection lost. 
Um, you know, that it's, that it's pretty important that we hear what the correct tone is as well. All right. And if you're kind of like predisposed to hear kind of being lectured to and talked down to and just kind of like instructed and all that kind of stuff, then the Bible becomes one of those things where you're just like, man, I don't know. Right. But when somebody comes and says, man, I'm, you're like my children. Right. Like you're like my children. I, I, I want to be your father. I am your father in the gospel. And that's not me talking. OK, that's this Paul telling them that. OK, doesn't that change things? Now, now here's the deal is, 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 is it starts a whole different kind of mess, though, sometimes because you might go, my, my father wasn't great. OK, it just wasn't good. This doesn't help me. God, Keith, this, this didn't help me understand Corinthians. OK, but we have to, again, plug into not our definition of father and dad and necessarily our experience, but what the ideal is. The ideal of a father training and bringing up and loving so deeply. And I know as a dad, you, you don't want to embarrass your children. You don't want to humiliate them. You don't want to shame them. You don't want, but you want them to grow up and be spiritual. You want them to grow up. And so there's this, this balance of like, yeah, I love you and I love you deeply. And that's why I can have these hard talks with my kids and we can grow from that. Okay. And so hopefully you're hearing that tone when we read this. Okay. Because it's just really important. It's important for us to hear that. So, oh, uh, I don't know if we're, did it? Hey, Reese, man, did it disconnect? Oh, there we go. Reese is like, nope. There we go. Let's look at chapter one. Let's look at this. First Corinthians one, verse 18. Right there. I, I, now, that, it's in blue for a reason. This is what this is about. <laughs> okay. Is this idea, the message of the cross. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But it's God's power to us who are being saved. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And I'll set aside the understanding of the experts. All right, that's God talking right there, okay? He's quoting and, 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 and he's going, listen, when we talk about the message of the cross, it isn't like what I visualize the cross to be. I think sometimes we can have a visualization that we expect there to be kind of like necessary, like an emotional response from that. But there's a message that's coming from the cross. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? Like there's a message. There's a there's 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 this whole kind of ideal that's coming from the cross. And it's not just a broken man up there. Right. And it's not even here's the crazy part. Right. It's it's not even for us to go. Yes, you did that for me. Mm -mm. OK, now, now you're going, Keith, you're crazy. Like, what kind of preacher are you? All right. But here's the deal is if our first inclination is I'm going to get emotionally connected to the cross because of what he did for me, we're, we're actually missing the gospel. Because right, I, my, I'm not the center of the gospel. It's the crucified king. It's this message of God going, you want to know what everyone else would say? This is totally weak that your leader would die. And it, it, the, the message of the cross is saying, no, 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 no. I'm turning everything upside down. Like this is the store is open for upside down living. OK, now understand the message of the cross is one of those things where it's that idea of going, OK, everything we're doing is going to feel almost completely backwards from what the world says. 
Okay, and so it's that message that just has to kind of pulsate into us, right? This idea of the message. But he's saying, you want to know what? Here's the deal. In the, in the world, the world's like, that's foolish. Why would you follow that? Why would you follow that guy? Why would you do these things, right? And so we're going to develop that a little bit more. But here's the crazy thing, okay, is that we have to pay attention to this. Renewal requires subversion, okay? What do I mean by that? Undermining. I mean, read what Paul is doing. He's undermining the world's philosophy. I don't think we do that enough, okay? What do I mean by that? It's, it's this idea of, of he's not just saying like, hey, here's one choice and here's another choice and let me give you information so you could choose between the two. We're going to see Paul going, let me undermine this completely to make this an argument that's so foolish to you, all right? Me and you have got to do that, all right? It, it just can't be like, okay, world bad, cross of Christ good. Okay, man, okay, it's me. Let me get rid of this one good choice for this other really good choice. You know, my goal up here isn't to give you information. The Bible's goal isn't to give you information. It's to disrupt us, okay? I, I know it's great. I know we want, like, church to be like, but Keith, don't you have, like, some fancy jingle that we can go by and, like, life is better and all this? I'm like, here's the deal. No jingle, but we're going to get to the root of what true life is, okay? And that takes a little bit longer, and it takes a little work for me and you, right? Um, so here's the deal is, is hopefully as we talk about this, I'm disruptive to you. I hope the Bible's disruptive. I hope we look at our life and go, man, this is shaking me up. Okay. This isn't because it's just like, so I want you to kind of hear that as we read further. All right. So, uh, right here, he goes on and Paul says, where, where is the philosopher? Okay. Now, now understand this rhetoric here. We're in Corinth. All right, philosophers, like you could go and find like a school of philosophy and say, say like Carl had a school of philosophy and Ben had one and Royce had one. And you could go and go, man, Carl, I won't be your disciple. Teach me your philosophy, right? It, it, it kind of exuded this idea there's wisdom. And, and Paul is going, hold up a minute. Where is the philosopher? Where, in fact, where's the scholar? Where's the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish all right we're meant to kind of stop there if you notice it's that idea of uh, of this question mark of going man hasn't god y you answer that question for you hasn't he M maybe for you he hasn't <laughs> maybe you're like no the world still is wise to me like the world makes sense to me and paul's going no but ha hadn't he made the world's wisdom it's something for us to go hold on a minute has he or am i still like locked in on this idea for since in God's wisdom, the world did not know God through wisdom, God was, uh, let me put my glasses on. I'm like holding them. I'm like, yeah, sweet, right? I hate wearing these things, man. They get all foggy, but I'll wear them. Okay. The world did not know God through wisdom. God was pleased to save those who believed through the foolishness of the message preached. For the Jews ask for signs, the Greeks they seek wisdom. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles, yet those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is God's power and God's wisdom. Because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, 
and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Okay. Let me give you an answer to a question going, hold on, wisdom and foolishness and all this kind of stuff like I'm not following. Christ is God's power and God's wisdom. That that's, should simplify it. But wisdom, you know, but what is being wise and all that kind of stuff? Going, I'm going to tell you, Christ is God's wisdom. The world is foolishness here, right? And so again, we just keep kind of playing this out, but God's, God's foolishness. And so hopefully this is what you're doing, um, is putting yourself to the test. Go, man, do I really believe that's true? If Paul came in and, and read this, would you, in all honesty, be able to go, man, yes, absolutely. Man, God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. But what if Paul stopped right there? Like he, you know, Carl, I like Carl sitting up here because Carl's very encouraging and he's very like, take, I think he's taking notes or he's writing his PhD paper or something like that. But either way, I'm going to say it's notes, okay? Uh, but, but it's this idea of, you know, can you imagine Paul like reading this out or having this read and, and people going, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's going, yeah, God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he were to stop and go, hey, like, how does that look in your life, though? Like, not agreement, <laughs> okay? Because isn't that easy? It's good. I agree with that. Th- then what me and you need to do, what's required, is to show, well, what does this look like then? What does this look like? Do I actually live in a way that the world will go, man, Keith is kind of foolish in his decisions that he's making. Not spiritually foolish, but the world is going, what is he doing? Right? There's decisions. There's something backing this up in our life. Here's what's helpful for me. Okay. Is this. Is uh, to take myself through some of the things that the world says is wise. All right. I take myself through these things. And you look at this and, and I think how much time, money, effort, and energy is put towards getting a career. How much time, money, effort, and energy did you put towards getting a career? How much stress and anxiety, right? And, and, and money's crazy, right? I mean, school is just like people are leaving school with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And, and here's what I'm going to say. Okay, you get it. Then what? Well, then I have the job that I want. But then you know what you want? Retirement. But then you know what you want? More money. Then what you want, so you have to keep asking yourself this question, and, and you're going, hold on, Keith, I, I'm, you're, you're not going to trick me. Okay, here, how much time, effort, and energy are, did you put into being a great athlete? Okay, I, I'm going to look just around at the crowd here. I don't think there's any professional athletes here. Um, there's some guys you were good in high school, <laughs> right? How much time, effort, and energy went into that? Now what? How ridiculous is it, okay, if I came up here and I was like, I, and I shared this before, man, free throw champ of Solano County in 1983, right here. Actually runner up. Actually, hold up. Okay. But, but here's the deal. You're going, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Can I tell you how much time I spent like, like practicing my free throws? But you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Solano County, people, this ain't like some rural county. We're talking San Francisco Bay Area. There's lots of people. That didn't help, did it? <laughs> you go, really, Keith? When you were 10 years old, you're awesome. No, it's ridiculous. 
right? But we put all this time, effort, and energy, you know, okay, Keith, so we just shouldn't do that. No, 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 don't, don't misunderstand me, okay? But my point in this is how much wisdom we put into these things bringing life to us, right? That everything else goes by the wayside, right? If I were the greatest in my field, then what? All right, whatever you do, what if you were the greatest, you were the most, like, renowned? The question is, then what? But again, you're going, don't, don't, you can't trick me because then what would be my life is awesome. Okay. Eventually, here's what's going to happen. You're going to reach death at some point. Okay. Your argument ends because you're going to go, okay, so you got that. All right, cool. If that's even possible. No, no, no. But then you die. And and here's what I'm going to say is, can that Lord do anything for you after death? Because now it sounds foolish, right? Right? The world sounds foolish because you're going to go, no, no, no. Man. Like all my championship rings and trophies, that's what can get me into like eternal bliss and, and, and just this heaven with God, right? Everyone will go, that is the stupidest thing in the world. Except we grab onto it like, no, athletics is above all. Like, this is life. Or academics is life. Like, that's above everything. Because we think that's, that's wise and it's going to get us something. But then what? If you had everything, then what? Because ultimately at the end, we're going to have to go, oh, man, it was foolish for me to put my hope in this. It, it was foolish. I mean, I've, I've shared this. I mean, I've, lived, I've actually lived this out, right, at, at Florida State University. It was like, the dream job in my life, okay? And, and this wasn't, uh, understand something, is Jessica here? No, okay, good. This is when Florida State was awesome, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, okay? I, I, it was incredible. It was like the dream position. It's everything anybody would want in my profession. And then you know what? You show up and you walk in, and you know what I thought? Well, now what? And then, but there was more, right? And, and then I got to go into the locker room and they're like, here, here, Keith, here you go. And there's this like humongo pile of just Nike gear, right? And, and, and isn't that crazy what we're so enamored with here on campus with the athletes? Dude, that gear is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. But, but here's the deal. You get it and you're going, okay, now what? All right. What, what I thought was awesome can I tell you how sick and tired I was of wearing those clothes? Okay. I was so tired. It didn't matter how much I loved FSU. I couldn't wear Garnet anymore. Okay. But the question was, this brought nothing to me. But hold on, let's win something. Okay. And then it's like, oh, okay, we won big. Here's rings. Okay. Then what? It wasn't, it was cool. It was neat, right? But here's the deal is, is I don't even know, I don't know if I know where my rings are. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this is like, I was like Schmeagel. I was like Golem with that ring, man, at first. I was like, oh, yes, this is my precious right here. Make me happy. Okay. And you don't know what? That's all absolute foolishness. It, it, just is, it just is foolish, but we get caught up in. So hopefully we're understanding as Paul's teaching and as Paul's writing here, this idea of me and you are, are getting duped by the world. Like, like, trust that. 
All right, we are constantly being bombarded with a message to dupe us. To where at the end, we're going to be like the dude bragging about being a free throw champ. That's the equivalent, okay? Just saying. It, so Jim Carrey, has Jim Carrey been in a movie lately? I don't even know. Do you guys know who Jim Carrey is? Okay, good. <laughs> I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Right? Now, some of you had a thought that just popped in your mind. That's easy for him to say. <laughs> well, it, sure, it's easy. Why don't you give me... No, 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 no. This is from a tortured soul. Uh, okay, so, so don't, like, ultimatize this dude here as like, oh, yeah, I got it all, but let, let me let y'all peons know this isn't what it's all about. No, 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 this is a tortured soul. He said, I wish everybody had this because then you would open your eyes and see it ain't worth it to do this. Okay. My connection keeps losing, dude. You got me back there, Obi-Wan? Yeah, it's okay. It's coming along. This f this free tablet I got from my subscription to uh, Hunter's Magazine is not great. <laughs> is it coming along? Do you want me to just go and get the clicker? Pressure. Pressure. Reese always performs under pressure. I love it. Okay. Let's go here. Bear with me. Bear with me. But here's the question, right? Here's what Jesus asks me and you. That um, if you come and follow me, you have to die to yourself and your authority. But isn't that, that's foolishness to the world. Do you understand what he's saying? Man, this is the cross is foolish to those who are perishing because this is what it's saying is is to consider others more important. All right? now, now, some disciples are like, no, 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 we talk that away. We're like, no, no, the actual Greek, no, 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 dude, this is the actual. Don't talk this away. All right? We're either living this out or we're not. Consider others more important. Um, isn't it foolish to reject the world's view of sex and sexuality? It's not even foolish. You're just, you're ignorant. Right? This just seems foolish to give up my rights for others' goods, to, for others' good, to insist on only marrying a disciple, to try and live with less in order to give more. That's ridiculous talk. All right? How on earth do you build a church with that message? All right? Now, I want to pick, you want to picture Corinth. Because Paul is going, well, here's the deal, man. You had the Jews over here, and they were like, come on, man, let's look for a sign, and that's fancy and cool, and let's go look for it. And the Greeks want this amazing, like, instruction and wisdom. And, and, and here's Paul at the table going, yeah, here's me. I, I got the goofy message. Yeah, I'm the one telling you to follow this guy. You have to die. It's, it, it's crazy, but here's the interesting thing. Uh, this is how you know God is so incredible. This is absolutely how you know. Because, because you're going, I, you can't put this up on just anything. Like, you can't just have this message with nothing to back it up. Right? And so you have this, uh, this idea, this, just this foolishness. So we've got to think, man, isn't it, isn't this foolishness? Here's the message, the message of the cross of our king 
calls us to this, okay? Abandon the idea that material things, worldly leisure, status, and sensuality can bring life, okay? It has to be disrupted. Your thought has to be disrupted on that, all right? And it doesn't just happen through, like, reading a verse. This is where it's like we need each other. This is where we need, like, to be locked into the Bible. This is where, you know, to change the way we think and when it's disruptive has to happen over and over and over and over again. All right? So is that your practice of having your thoughts disruptive? Is it just so much like, no, I'm going to trust in the Bible. I'm going to abandon completely this idea that material things. Okay, now, now, now here's the deal. You're going, Keith, you only preach, man. You don't want anyone to have any fun. It's not bad to have fun, right? You're going, you, you, that would be the argument. Keith, it's not bad to have fun. It's not bad to have things. It's not bad to have all these things. Okay? And I'm going to say, yeah. But, but let's, not make, let's not make an argument that doesn't make any sense. Okay? Because that's the same argument the 17-year-old makes about not having sex before marriage. Dad, so you say sex is bad. You say, say, I say, son, sex is great. It is awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is so incredible. But you can't have it till you're married. <laughs> See, that's different. Like, you have to honor God with your body. You have to trust his plan. So, so here's the deal is we can't go, well, well, they're just saying that things are bad and fun is bad and all these kind of things. No, 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 no. The way you get it is bad. All right. If you do it in the way that God says, here's the plan, like here's God's plan. God is going to have those things with in reality. It's like where people come under submission to Jesus as king and then they're connected with other people that are doing that and they go on to share that with other people. Okay. And then we're going, okay, I trust you, God. And then it's like just we're, we're getting all of that in God's way. Okay? And it goes beyond circumstance and it goes beyond material. All right? It's the idea of, of just really being able to go, man, okay, I'm disconnected from, from how the world is approaching this. So let's really keep that in mind because I think the issue with a lot of worldliness is we want to take it on our own terms. Okay, and, and God's going, no, actually, this is good stuff, except you can't have it. If you try to have it as your Lord, it's going to ruin you. Amen. All right. D- does anybody have an iWatch, iPhone, i, whatever they call it? I got like, you got, can I borrow it to hammer in a nail right now? Like if you brought it up and I could hammer it in, would it? So here's, man, you're loaded. <laughs> You're like, that's cool. I'll just go buy another one. All right. Here's what ends up happening. All right. When you take something super valuable or you take anything and you're like, I'm going to use it for a purpose that's not intended. Okay. And it breaks. You, you, you can't go, man, that, that stinks. That was that 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 watch is horrible. <laughs> okay. The, the plan was here's the deal is me and you, the purpose that we were built for. Wasn't this just us gathering in all of this material things and leisure and all these things? It's this idea of being used for God's purpose, of loving him, loving others, of, of really living under this ethic right here. But here's the interesting thing. We see people all the time, and they're being broken over and over and over again, just like the watch that you're trying to pound in a nail with. 
And we're doing that with our lives because we're going, no, 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 I can be the one that's different. I can be the one that can be used for a different purpose than what God created me for. Like, I'll trick the system. No, it will break. Marriage will break. Life will break. It will break at some point. Okay. Here's the deal. The Christian ideal, does GK, I'm good. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It's been found difficult and left untried. Okay. I don't know if it, there's no one. I'm just going to say this, okay? There is no one on this planet or ever that you can go, man, you mean you were wholeheartedly like surrendered to Jesus, all right? You, you, it was, you were all in, man, completely, 100%. He was your Lord. You were like, who would go, yeah, no, 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 it didn't work. You, you can't find that person. You can't find that person, okay? If you're listening to people that are going, no, it didn't. My question when, when people are like, no, Christianity doesn't work. I'm like, when did you try it? I, I don't mean Americanity. <laughs> I don't mean like some local, like whatever, telling you what Christianity is. I mean like actual Jesus as Lord. It, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Let's keep reading 1 Corinthians 1. When I came to you, brothers, announcing the testimony of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech. Did I pass one up? Dern. Mm. Come on, Pastor Keith. Let's go. Yeah, girl. Amen. Uh, how do I do this, Reese? Is that right? Can you go back? No, one more. Yes! What a bonehead! Goodness gracious. Y'all ready? The Spirit was like, we got to put the brakes on and humiliate Keith. Brothers, consider your calling. Not many are wise from a human perspective, not many powerful, not many of noble birth. Instead, God's chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And he's chosen what's weak in the world to shame the strong. God's chosen what is insignificant and despised in the world. What, what is viewed as nothing to bring to nothing what is viewed as something. So that no one can boast in his presence. But it's from him that you are in Christ Jesus. Who became God-given wisdom for us. Our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. In order that, as it's written, the one who boasts must boast in the Lord. We're going to keep reading, but I want you to pay attention to this. Paul just used them as an example. Okay. <laughs> he said, here's how you know the way that God uses foolish things. He used you. <laughs> he said, not many were, were wise. Not many were noble. Not many. How would you feel about that? Paul's like, I've got a great illustration of this. The congregation. <laughs> you know, the, the, and, and, he, and he says this. Uh, he says that uh, God has chosen what's foolish in the world to shame the wise. <laughs> God's chosen what's foolish in the world. <laughs> hey, is he losing you? Is Paul losing you at that point? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I think he's talking about us. Okay, because here's the deal. When the king is crucified, we've got to keep elevating Christ and keep bringing us down. And going, oh, yeah, you don't know what? I wasn't that smart. 
I wasn't that influential. I wasn't, that, I wasn't as great as I think I am. Man, I'm not as important as I think I am. In fact, God is going, you want to keep, when, when people see your life, they'll be like, oh my goodness, that dude is following Jesus? Wow. Okay. But he goes on. He says, when I came to you, brothers, okay, announcing the testimony of God, I didn't come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. For I didn't think it was a good idea to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, in fear, in trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a powerful demonstration by the Spirit, so that your faith might not be based on men's wisdom, but on God's power. So you got to love Paul here. He's like, he offends the church, you know, and then he's like, but hold up a minute. Me too. He's like, you saw me, right? I couldn't win a contest in the marketplace in Corinth of being eloquent and persuasive and all these things. He said, I didn't even try. I was just like, here's the message of the cross, okay? And hopefully this keeps getting through. I wonder how many conversations me and you would have that would help one another if the message of the cross came up, right? Instead of like counseling through everything of going, hey, let's look at this through the message of the cross. Doesn't that change things? Because that brings humility. That brings like, it puts our, our defenses down, you know, all of these things. So you got to love Paul here, okay? But here's the deal. The church, we don't need, the church really doesn't. The, listen, Christianity in America is striving so desperately to be relevant, to be, so the world can go, man, they look just like us. Let's go join them. Here's my deal, is if I was going to live in the world, I wouldn't waste my time. Okay? It doesn't need, that's not what we need. That's not what Christ's looking for. All right? If you're thinking, no, 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 man, but there's that person, that, that one person that's going to change everything. Now, the church, we need more people who are going to embrace this deeply. The message of the cross of Christ, the message of the cross of our king. It's going to embrace that and go, hey, God, I'm going to roll this out there. Now you work. Okay. Instead of like, no, but how can we do it? So, man, the world is like, no, they're awesome. But he's saying, no, the world's going to always say you're foolish. Like, don't try to follow that. Right. However, we do speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom, for if they had known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it's written, what I did not see and ear did not hear and whenever entered the human mind, God prepared this for those who love him. Let's keep reading. Now, God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Did I switch that over? Oh, sorry. Goodness gracious. Now God has revealed these things uh, to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God 
except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people, but the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's Spirit because it's foolishness to him. He's not able to understand it and, and evaluate it. He's not, uh, he's not able to understand it since it's evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who has known the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay. Now, now you've got to think about that for one second, because when you look up here, He's talking about this spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's going, man, who knows the mind of God but the spirit? Who is? And, and then at the bottom, he's going, here's the deal. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, we do have the mind of Christ. You, you got to kind of think about that for a second. Going, this is, this is the big deal right here. So here's the deal. In the early church, Christians found themselves persecuted and tortured for their strange beliefs due to the fact they welcomed slaves, treated women as equals, demanded husbands treat their wives with respect and fidelity. Church funds were used to buy the emancipation of Christian slaves. When Roman fathers would leave unwanted children in fields to die, Christians would adopt the children and defy the social structure by caring for them. Okay, so this is the foolishness of the world is the church should look strange to the world. Okay, it really, really should. Okay, now let me give a completely huge asterisk to that. Not because you act weird. Okay, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like our church culture is, and, and you want to know what, There's, you're agreeing with me and you're part of it. I hate that. Is that we equate weirdness with, a, with, with the message of the cross. Man, and here's the deal. The reason it's, it's foolishness and it doesn't make sense because it's people who love well. Not weird, not being weird. And going, man, the world doesn't like us. Well, sometimes the world doesn't like us because we act weird. Instead of going, do I love well? Do I serve well? Right? Am I humble? Am I active in that? I'm not passive in that. Okay, that's what should mark us. Do I love my brothers or am I critical of my brothers? Greek philosopher, because Christians admit that ignorant people are worthy of their God, Christians show that they want to convert only foolish, dishonorable, stupid people and only slaves, women, and little children. Okay, that's from a Greek philosopher. Okay, that was what they were thinking. So we're going to wrap this up right here, but this was, this was helpful to me. Okay, I hope it's helpful to you as well. It's, it's going, man, I need to evaluate this. And, and here's the funny thing is, I don't need, for me to evaluate myself is one thing, but, but I also need like, you know what's real? I love my wife to evaluate me. I want my friends to evaluate me to go, what is the world? When it comes to making decisions, okay, we, we started this thing years ago of going, you know, man, you don't have to come to church. 
And I'm going, does that make any sense through the message of the cross? <laughs> right? Nobody. Now, I don't know other places. Nobody is like attendance equals faith, okay? But here's the interesting thing is, is, is when it comes to you guys, when it comes to my local church, right? My decisions are based around being with you. My vacation decisions, okay? If I'm tired or not. It's crazy. There's times I feel tired. There's times I don't want to come to church. I can come up with all kinds of excuses, all right? I mean, when you have little babies, you're like, oh, but no, you can't. It's just too much, and there's germs everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's germs everywhere. I mean, my, my son was like licking floors in a barn when he was a baby. You know, he's fine, all right? Your kids were too, probably. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's the deal. Does your boss know, does, does your boss or your teachers or, your, or whatever your, know that, man, they make weird choices because they want to be with their people when they meet, right? Or does the world say, no, they're wise. They're wise. They don't put too much time into the church. That's what the world says is wise, right? When it comes to making decisions about where you live, okay? Is there some of you guys, you're living here now just because the church is here? Like you sold your home. You uprooted your children, right? And, and tell me, okay, is when you tell people we moved here because of the church, are they like super wise? They're <laughs> like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're foolish. Who does that? There's churches on every corner. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. There's buildings, sure, with crosses. Okay, I give that to you. When the world hears you talking about others, okay, does it sound just like the world? You know, it, it's sad and guilty. I'm guilty of this. Is It's sad, though, when disciples come together and what the conversation becomes is about being critical to our brothers and sisters. Like, we have to check ourselves on that. <laughs> All right? Like, like seriously. It, it, it's, it's interesting. We can come together in, in the first conversation. Hey, man, well, well, how's it going in the church? Well, let me tell you, man, that leadership stinks there. And, boy, I, golly, those guys really need to grow. And there's this other person in my family group. That's, uh, and I'm going, really? See, that's how the world talks about people. <laughs> that's exactly how the world talks about people. Right? Foolishness is somebody full of grace. Foolishness is love beyond performance, right? Foolishness is like, man, you love that person. They're nothing like you. When it comes to making decisions about money, choice of entertainment, how you use your time, is the world going, dude, you're just foolish. You mean you want to make more money to give more away? And, and I'm not talking about the church contribution. <laughs> I'm talking about, you mean you want to make money so you can go and help people in need, like literally do that? Like, I send $5 off to a society that goes and helps people in Africa. That's all you need to do, right? Now, that's the wisdom of the world. Here's the deal. Renewal only occurs when we remember we're, uh, we are, wow, look at that. I don't speak so good sometimes. <laughs> Renewal occurs when we remember we are following 
trusting and are being trained by a man when faced with life as we know it, gave it up. Okay, we got to understand that. All right, we're following a guy that's going, yeah, I've been where y'all are. I get it. Satan told me I could have everything. But when faced with the decision, I gave it up. So when he's training me and you at work and at school and at the coffee shop and all these places, when Jesus is training us, remember, we're being trained by a guy that's going, Keith, hold on a minute, dude. This li- don't get fooled by this life. It's, it's, this is foolish, man. That's who's training us. All right. It's not a guy going, man, eat this up, bro. Eat this, man. Keep this going for as long as you can go. Like, no, man, give it up for others. Okay, that's enough. Hopefully, I encourage you, if you want to be a preacher, that any idiot can do it. (laughs) You're going, that guy, you're sitting here going, I'm going in the ministry. (laughs) Okay, here's the deal. You're thinking, man, God did use foolish things today. (laughs) Okay, but it's okay. I'm okay with that. I can tell Byron right there. I know what you're thinking. 